that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you, of course, with bookmakers.com and the tote.co.uk all the way through the national hunt season. We're on to, um, well, so it's a decent card at Newbury this week and it is, of course, Friday. So 250k in the pot from the tote for the tote play spot. And that's what we're going to be having a crack at this week. No Dermot Nolan. He is off um, moving around and, and shaking himself in a commercial capacity elsewhere, which I'm sure he's uh, enjoying. But as his uh, step in this week, Darren Hughes is back. Darren, how are you? I'm not too bad. I think the official term of what Dermo's at is pretending to work. Uh, that's, yes. that's that's the technical term uh, at some sort of conference or other. But uh, we do wish him well. Yeah, I'm not too bad, Dean. Hoping to back a couple of winners this weekend. Improving my luck. Things have not been going great lately. Yeah, geez, that you know, Dublin Racing Festival was tough on all, I think. Um, it, you know, we all thought we went in there thinking we had it all sussed and we came out with the waters muddier than they were as we entered. But a uh, great weekend, of course. Jamie Benson would have been busy at the DRF. Jamie, how are you? Yeah, good, good. I mean, I, I can teach them a thing or two about pretending to work. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm certainly, uh, certainly with, with you on the doom of spuds that... Uh, at the DRF, loved it. I mean, a hell of a two days. But um, as as my tournament performance will attest, um, I uh, not even didn't even do the blind squirrel and fa- find a couple of nuts. I found zero nuts as per. Wow. Um, so yeah. they put the everyone's a winner sign up on the tournament homepage, did they? And go we. <laughs> I think they put up the Benson's a mug sign, and uh, <laughs> it's it's getting a lot of action these days. As my marketing team gladly pointed out to me. With far too big a smile, I've uh, I've lost my last forty consecutive bets. Um, which, to be fair, with lots of exacts and trifectas and perms and all that kind of thing, but yeah, uh, I can deny it as much as I like. The truth of the matter is, I have been tipping like a moron. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, you know, uh, yeah, change of uh, form is always just around the corner. But as there's no tournament this weekend, uh, you'll have to wait until the uh, the Bobby Joe at Ferry House, which the tote are sponsoring. It's only a couple of weeks away. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that. that that tournament on the 25th of Feb uh, will take in the Tote Fantasy Bobby Joe, which I'm excited. Uh, the first bit of fantasy sponsorship, um, and uh, it's pu- I'm pumped. It'll be at your local track, Dino, and um, one of my yeah. favourite tracks in the, in the world. Actually, I've got to say, I do love Ferry House, so that's exciting. And yeah, we'll be uh, I'll be punting away in the Beat Benson comp there as well. So uh, plenty to look forward to. But first, like you say, a lovely, lovely weekend's racing this this Saturday. Yes, decent enough. Scoop six, of course, was uh, one recently, so there's about 70k in the pot there. There's a big, well, I say big, 12k rollover into the trifecta for the Betfair hurdle. Of course, on this Newbury card we're going to discuss. And, of course, uh, you can get involved in the fantasy action on the tote. Right, should we have a go at this card then, lads? Because um, I reckon we'll get through leg one uh, with the simplistic approach, Jamie. There's three runners, McFabulous, Corsarent, and Unanswered Prayers. And uh, I wouldn't rule any of them out, although McFabulous is going to go off odds. And let's put all three in. Is this totally sensible, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this would be sensible regardless of who the horses were, just in the context of the prices of 4-9 and 92-92. But I think especially yep. given that McFabulous is prone to the odd stinker um, and Cursoren and Unanswered Prayers are by no means back numbers. So, yeah, stick all three in and uh, giddy up. It's so the card, obviously, with the Betfair Hurdle. You know, there are plenty of them um, and some tricky gonna, six and seven yeah. runner races where you only get the two places. So 
um, yeah, no, get through and um, hope for the best later on. Darren, I didn't need your expertise there to get us through the first leg. Uh, do you fancy a horse in that race, though? I mean, McFabulous can't back odds on, can you? Yeah, like, listen, I think I think what you said is fairly spot on. Like, McFabulous is a, a significant class edge, I would say. And I always do think that counts for a lot in handicaps. But, uh, yeah, look, I, th- I think the sensible option is to put the, the three of them in and roll on. Yep, okay. I um, I backed against McFabulous um, and then backed him. And uh, he won and then he lost. So I'm not his favourite fan. Um, yeah, so, okay. One, two and three going in is straightforward. 150 then at Newbury, which is leg two of this place. But um, I really like one in here. I'm a big fan of West of the Bridge. I reckon Dan Skelton's got his target out and uh, Bridget Andrews will ride the 10-year-old. They'll probably only have one race in mind. I reckon this one is all right. I thought it ran well the last day. You're going to be hard to convince me not to put number three into the pot. Darren, what do you like? Yeah, wouldn't disagree with you, Dean. Uh, I, 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 he was on my shortlist, but the one I did side on, and look, it's no shade to David Maxwell. He's an absolute legend, but Tom O'Brien taking over in the saddle and Jadalua is pretty much as big a time form green arrow as you can possibly get uh, when it comes to a jockey upgrade. Uh, I also think this this horse, go ground, is really important to him, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be rattling quick tomorrow in, um, in Newbury, so... Uh, I think his fourth at Cheltenham looks like decent enough form, and I'd be very, very disappointed if he wasn't in places here tomorrow. So Jatalua for me, I think, is a fairly solid one to put in to hit the frame. Fair enough. Tomasa Brown, as you say, taken over for um, Philip Hobbs, David Maxwell. is not a board. Um, Jamie, I'm really hoping you don't like Barbados Bucks here because I reckon that's where all the pin stickers are going. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'd be out to get him beat here as well. Um, so I, I probably... I. I had a small preference for JBY, but I, I, I like the um, the case that both you lads put forward. Um, I was particularly impressed by Darren's correct pronunciation of the Hobbs horse, Jatalua. I've never heard that pronounced the right way, so that sounds <laughs> for that alone, he's got the go in there. <laughs> uh, we say, does anyone know what it is or where it comes from or what it means? Actually, it's not a clue, no, but no, you know, no, I was no. impressed. I, I've, I've said that enough. about 11 different ways over the years, so. I was pleased to be finally put right by Darren. It's very confusing to look at. I'm looking at it going like Jatta. No, allegedly, yeah, no, it's allegedly, fine. it's yeah. a series of rice fields in Bali. Allegedly. Okay, uh, well, let's take that. Three and two. I think they will get us through. So West of the Bridge and Jatta Louis. Jatta um, are going to go in. Oh, geez, I messed up. Okay, thanks. It sounds like the place <laughs> they go to in uh, at the end of uh, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> yeah, it actually does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it actually Fair does. Enough. Uh, look, there's lots of extra form pointers now pointing at this. We've we've done this, the homework on that one. So that, <laughs> that, that one is in. And we, look, basically, the point I wanted to make is go against this Paul Nichols thing at the top, get that one out, and I think we're, we're marching forwards in good shape. So 225 at Newbury now. You may not want to leave the Paul Nichols one out of this, Jamie, because it's Hitman. It's probably going to be favourite. And uh, I don't know what you say about the, um, the run in the King George. It did not go to plan. Um, what do we think about his chances, though, in the Denman chase? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. He he clearly has the highest potential of these, um, and he does have a bit of a question mark to answer. the The thing from a punting point of view is is I'd probably be keen to take a chance at a big price win only on something like Kalashnikov, who um, I mm. actually was quite I was quite encouraged by his comeback run. Um, and you know he has a class edge on all of these. I'd say the exception of Hitman probably, and. Um, yeah, it, but but I think from a play spot point of view, you can't be including him. You know, he's that was first run back from a long layoff. You know, he could bounce. Um, 
you know, does he know is another probably high potential horse. But again, he, he's got question marks about his consistency. So kind of through process of elimination, I landed on, on having a hitman in the place pot. It's not particularly adventurous, um, but it's sort of for lack of a, a better idea on the consistency front. Um, yeah, I'd be open to open to persuasion from from the team though. It's really tricky because like, you know you're only getting two places, and if you were to go out and Hitman is one of those two places, you will feel a bit stupid. Darren, what do you want to do here? Yeah, I was I was against Hitman purely because I hate backing a horse that's bled the time before. Now he bled from his nose, so I don't know what did he get a bang or did he did he actually burst the vessel? Uh, the vessel obviously being considerably worse than a horse that gets a bang. Horse that gets a bang is an accident. A burst blood vessel tends to be something a little bit more sinister. Um, I thought El Dorado Allen was relatively solid. Uh, for you to finish in the first two here. Look, I think his three runs this season have all been pretty good. Uh, fairly close second in the Charlie Hall to Brave Man's Game. Well beaten by Protector and Haydock on pretty soft ground. And then I thought he ran respectably enough in the in the King George. Kept on, uh, didn't stop effectively. I would like to see him get by Frodon, but that didn't happen. I think first time cheap pieces here could liven him up. Quick ground would be no impediment to him whatsoever. And I, I just thought he was a bit more solid than Hitman uh, if you were looking for one to hit, hit finish in the top two. Yeah, fair enough. I couldn't begrudge your Eldorado Allen at all. Um, I did think Does He Know was worth was worth giving a chance to. Just goes so well after a break. And that was a big run, of course, when it won at Cheltenham. Uh, it does like proper, decent ground, quick enough ground. Um, I'd be tempted to have him in. I've, I've Look, I've potentially written down that we'll have Hitman, Eldorado Allen, and does he know in here? And that's kind of maybe too many. So I might revisit. Let's have a look at the three o'clock and see what we want to do with that. Because, you know, maybe we can find a banker along the way. Um, Darren, is Grenatine the banker in the game spirit? He is, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a waste of time trying to oppose him here. And I think trying to be clever and find what's going to finish second is also a waste of time. I would say he has... I'd say he has every bit of a stone in hand over everything else here, even, even with the weight difference. Um, Fernandel Sivla doesn't look like the horse that he once was. Uh, I would say Elixir de Nuts has a good bit to find. Mortlock obviously is well out of it. And Melistic, this is a huge step up as well, even though she, he's getting six pounds from Grenatine. I, I think this is fairly straightforward, to be honest. Again, good ground would be no impediment to him. He seems to go on anything, but uh, good ground would definitely be no impediment to him, even, even rattling quick ground. And I, yeah, I think waste of time trying to, to find something to beat him. Yeah, I do think you'd have to have some whopper of an off day not to not to finish in the one two, Jamie. Do you, what do you think? Yeah, firmly with Darren and and, uh, and you there, Dino. He 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 has banking material written all over him. Um, he for for my money, like you said, something would have to go horribly wrong uh, for him to be out the two. Um, and I've got question marks over Funabel and Sivilla, who I think might be uh, potentially being lined up for the uh, for the Grand Annual. He's he's back to a mark of one five five. He won off one five two. They probably got that sort of mark in mind um, with Cheltenham. And although he won this race last year, um, he hasn't been quite the same horse this year, despite being ridden reasonably prominently like he likes to be. So, yeah, no, Melistic, I thought, thought might be the likeliest one to pick up the pieces because connections won't mind uh, finishing finishing close, you know, close up in second. Uh, the handicapper yeah. can't do anything dramatic with him because they know what he is coming from handicaps. So... Um, but no, Grenadine, Banker, move on. I spoke for far too long about not, nothing of real interest. <laughs> well, people might want to throw a second one in, you know, and I was thinking that, you know, what you're looking at is like Grand Daniel horses going up against Grenadine and Grenadine will win and the others will try and just finish plenty enough behind. And so, yeah, it's tricky. Um, 
It's not tricky for the perm, though. We will put Grenatine in yeah. number two in the three o'clock at Newbury and give ourselves a little bit of room because the Betfair hurdle comes up next, of course, one of the big handicaps of the season. And um, JP McManus has a little bit of a grip on this, Darren. Allegedly he does, yeah, and by the looks of it, he does. <laughs> now, look, Filey Bay could be quite literally anything. Like, li- literally, God knows, he could have two stone in hand, he could be right up to the hilt. I suspect he has something in hand. Um, I, 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 you know, that, that'd be my suspicion. But I, I, I wouldn't, he's not one for me to stick into a play spot. I think anyone who's closing their eyes and pointing at the paper will end up on this fella. So I think we can be a little bit cleverer than that. And the one that I've yep. put down on is Master Chewy. He's been my project horse this season, so naturally he actually hasn't managed to win a race, uh, which sums up my project horses in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, he, def- he definitely should have a one beside his name at this point, uh, and I think he's been quite unfortunate. Nigel Twiston Davies loves this race, by the way. He's won three of the last ten, should have won last year as well. Not I wasn't involved financially, but I think if he ran that race ten more times, I think he'd have won his fair share of them. Um, this horse seems to fit the profile of the type that wins it relatively unexposed novice i'm happy to ignore his run in plumpton i think hansard's an all right horse and plumpton wouldn't be uh wouldn't be uh master chewy's track ultimately i think he'd be seen to better effect over further and maybe with a fence in front of him as well but in the meantime um i think he fits the profile of nigel's winners of this race uh in the past so master chewy at a decent enough price from what i can see at the minute i think he could be the one to side with Yep, double figures around for Master Chewy, and I echo that. I also thought, you know, I thought he ran a good race against Attica, probably could have won. Ran a good race against Hansard, probably could have won. So you'd have to imagine the mark of one, two, four, and sneaking in the bottom here. He does look pretty obvious. Jamie, give us something else for the race. Uh, yeah, so my my two against the field, uh, one of which is less for a play spot purposes, but Tritonic, um, who Ooh. is off a mark only one pound away than when he won at Ascot, that big handicap hurdle at Ascot. Um, and, you know, he's still only six. Um, and although he's got a few big numbers next to his name, he's been running in very different company to this. And, you know, 141 is a mark that probably underestimates him, you'd say, on the balance of his form. Um, and, you know, a return to good ground. I, I, there, were, there were question marks about what ground he wanted, but I don't think this is going to be any, any inconvenience to him. Um, and the Kings are starting to run a little better. And, yeah, I thought he made appeal at near enough 33 to 1. So... Um, but for placeable purposes, I think Glory and Fortune, the top weight, um, offered Mark four pounds higher than when winning it last year. That was a mighty renewal last year. If you look at the horses in behind, everything's well in. So you've got to think of four pounds higher. Um, he's not out of it. Um, and you know, like, like we say, you don't need him to win. He's probably going to, he might have one or two ahead of the handicapper like Master Chewy or Fightly Bay, but um, he's certainly no, no back number. Um, and won't be that well supported, but I think should run a very, very solid race. Um, yeah, those would be my two against the fields. Um, and no ordinary Joe, maybe, for place what purposes. Um, I like the way he battled at Kempton last time. But um, yeah, Glory and Fortune, probably my, my, my one for the pod to go in. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I, I couldn't put you off putting that one in. There were two others that I wanted to, to consider. I think you mentioned... Um, Another one of the JP McManus runners in No Ordinary Joe, of course. But I actually thought Iker Allen's run the last day at Fairy House screamed uh, pot hunting. And, you know, the fact that they're here and not going to Cheltenham, I think John Joe O'Neill Jr. will get some spin out of this. And uh, albeit it's off at the top, I do think Iker Allen might have plenty of room to remove maneuver, of course, been running in some very, very hot graded races. Then at that one spin at Fairy House, when perhaps... 
you know, not all guns were blazed. Um, Iker Allen would be my fancy for the race. The other one I liked was Dear Mark, who I know has been subject to a few, um, a bit of a market shortening of recent times. I do think there's plenty more to come from that one. It was mentioned actually on the podcast um, during the week by Don McLean as his uh, fancy for the race. Um, of course, won't get, I don't think you'll get Sam Twiston this time round, of course, because Sam Twiston will ride Master Chewy. Um, so Charlie Deutsch gets the spin for Sam Thomas. I do think that was interesting, but that one's got a bit more to prove, I think, than Nick Care Allen. So if if we don't mind, we'll go with Master Chewy, we'll go with Glory and Fortune, and we'll go with Care Allen. So we should, I say should, we should have that race in the bag. There's one more leg, though, of course. Even if we get that far, we've still got to try and sort out um, the novice hurdle that follows at 4.10. Uh, Jamie, I'll let you have first crack at this. Um, the form that's in there from a couple of them looks good but the market is still pretty open because we've got some unexposed flesh. Yeah, very much so. And I, I'm, these, these ones are always mighty hard to pick apart. Um, I've really, weirdly, I'd, I'd fancy our chances of uh, getting the bet fair right more than I'd fancy our chances of getting this one right. <laughs> yeah. But um, Rush, Russian ruler probably makes most appeal to me. He was disappointing last time um, when I fancied him to run a big race, but... You know, of those who have solid form in the book, um, I think he's most likely to return to good ground. I think we'll see him to the best effect. I think he probably just got stuck in the mud last time. Um, so I wonder whether, you know, he's won over this distance. Um, we know what, we kind of know that he's uh, he's going to run a decent race, you'd think. I say that. I yeah. mean, just, uh, just said that he was pulled up last time, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, Russian Russian ruler for me. Um, but like like I previously mentioned, I'm very open to being convinced elsewhere. Sure, I yeah, I struggle to to hold a strong view on it. At least you know with that one, it's the first one after a wind up tongue tie's gone on. You'd imagine they've worked out that, that maybe the wind up was the yeah. excuse for the last day at Chepstow, so that makes sense. And the form before that was in hot company, and this arguably is a little confidence booster. So. I'm happy to go with Russian ruler. What does Darren think? Yeah, uh, he stopped a little bit too quickly last time for me. Like, geez, he stopped quicker than my credit card in a night out, to be honest. Uh, he was, he was, <laughs> he just, his wind just, cut, I don't know, did his wind cut out or what? Now, the tongue tie. They fixed that now, Darren. They're fixed. No, I know, I know, I see that, but he just doesn't, he just wouldn't do it for me. I, I, I wouldn't like to be trusting him. Um, though for all now, and he's been one of Nicky Henderson's talking horses as well. Like, any interview Nicky's done the last two years. He's talked about Russian ruler, uh, even though he never made it to the track last year. But um, yeah, I, I thought... And win this and win the Supreme is what you're saying. Well, with the best of luck, and, and if he does, fair play. I haven't seen prices for this yet. Um, I thought Arkub was interesting. Uh, obviously comes here with a fairly high flat rating. Ran okay um, on first start over sticks. Uh, I think it was at Huntington. Um, and yep. I, think, I think can improve on that. Um, given you know, obviously, American in in the low to mid nineties over, or sorry, on the level, I should I should say, uh, again, I've said it five or six times this podcast. I'm going to say it again. Really fast ground will not be an impediment to him. Uh, he's won on it on the on the flat and, and run well on it on the flat. So, it, while it might yep. be, it might unsettle others. It won't unsettle our coup, and I I think he should he should be a solid enough option to hit the frame. That will do. That will do. I think we will be fine there. So we've got three in the first, two in the second, three in the third race. Then we've napped Granatine. Then we three in the Betford Hurdle and two in that tricky finale. Um, my maths, as we know now know on this podcast, always Seven let me down. Years. 
under, under pressure. No, I don't think so. Three times two is six. 108. Times 108 is what I got. Yeah, three times two is six. Times three is um, 18. Then times one is 18. Times three, 54. Two in the last, 108. So the two in the last are Arkub and Russian Ruler. So it's 108 stabs at the tote place pot. I, do you know what? If we don't get it this week, I think I will be thoroughly disappointed. Yeah, that's 108 lines. You'd, you'd be quietly hopeful. I won't be surprised, <laughs> but I will be very disappointed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, actually, with 108 lines, you would be expecting to get it more than once. That would be my, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be my, my hope there. Agree. So stake appropriately, obviously, stake responsibly. Um, and I will put this up as a suggestion on the Twitter alongside this pod on the race hour, of course. Yeah, there's, there's, and, uh, there's nothing wrong with right. a 10-pence stake on that per unit and, and having exactly. a tenner and do you for the day. Absolutely nothing wrong with it whatsoever. You I don't think, need to be having I a think we get a few lines. And also, yeah, 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 I think we get a few lines. Also, you know, oh, don't, don't forget, as you if you get a few uh, lines through, they multiply. So... Let's say you get two through in the first, then two through in the in the Denman, mm-hmm. and then two through in the Betfair. That's that's two times two times two, uh, which means you'd have eight lines through. So you'd have almost a quid. Um, yeah. And yeah. you know you'd think this place bot isn't going to pay anything much under a hundred quid. Um, so yeah, you know it's still there's still a lot of ways to to win big, uh, even if you're staking it with, for a ten p stake. Yeah, absolutely. And all you need is a bit of a shock to pile in, as long as it's not chronotine, a bit of a shock <laughs> <laughs> to pile in and, uh, and we'll be flying. So this and the fantasy will be the basis of my fun stuff this weekend. Absolutely right. And um, that's what I'll be up to. And uh, But there are a few other races. Obviously, I mentioned the Scoop 6, of course, has um, got 78EK in it this weekend. Um, uh, what I did think was interesting is three races that are uh, additional to the ones we've already discussed on this so far. 245 at Utoxeter. The National Hunt Chase guaranteed place horse is Mr. Coffee. And Derek O'Connor's got the leg up at Utoxeter. Jamie, you're on the National Hunt train for this one for Mr. Coffee, are you? <laughs> Jesus, you need the head examined, no? Like I, no, I, that's Darren said that's your fair as well. The exact <laughs> same. Did you? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he did. Look, before before I let you throw me into the into the river, uh, Derek O'Connor is getting a leg up to see how he goes. This is definitely going for National Hunt Chase. There are a few in above it in the betting National Hunt Chase that won't go. And with Derek O'Connor, you're kind of guaranteed first four, I reckon. And this horse could probably finish second as he likes to do, which is not the worst bet in the world. Anything could happen, Jamie. Now you can tell me why I'm mad. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, you know, we've seen some fairly mad opinions on this pod go, go well. Uh, Cough, cough, a hoist in your. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that. Uh, but no, the one, the one for me here would be bang, bangers and cash. Um, I know, I know that um, he's he's coming off the back of two wins, which quite often makes you think uh, his handy his best sort of handicap mark might be behind him. But he's a he's a horse on the up who I know Ben Pauling has always thought a lot about. He absolutely wouldn't have him beat the last twice. So um, I don't think. Uh, it's too much to assume he probably still has a bit more in hand and he's absolutely rock solid for me. Um, and it's my idea of a winner too. Yeah, fair enough. Mr. Coffee has to finish second or something. Otherwise he'll just upset himself, um, which is fair enough. Darren, did you have a fancy in that contest? Can horses sue you for defamation? No, like, <laughs> no. You, you can't defame a horse. Well, Mr. In, in that case, Mr. Coffee is the biggest pig in racing and I would stand over. Ah, that. That's harsh. Uh, that's he harsh. could, he could hit the frame. All right. But Christ. Yeah. I wouldn't trust him in battle. Uh, funnily enough, I actually came down the exact same as Jamie did bangers and cash, uh, for all the reasons outlined above, he won't be stopping. Um, and I reckon you should get a good rattle for your few quid. So bangers and cash for me. Okay. Fair enough. Um, is bold plan 
a uh, becoming a handicap good thing in the 320 you talk set Darren is it becoming a good thing um <laughs> potentially you seem to think so so I'm not sure why you're asking me uh, <laughs> I'm only messing yeah you put on my hunkers before I tell you yeah. I don't disagree um I had no strong opinion on this Dean to be honest it was uh That's I, fine. I, I, I it, nothing really jumped out off the page of me but I would like to hear your case for bold plan again yeah, so 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 would I because he's a bit of a cliff horse for me. So please, Dean, talk me into it. <laughs> um, it just takes a bit of time for them to come back to themselves. You don't need to say too much, you know. I think it's, I think they'll they'll have they'll have got it ready if that makes sense. And when they press go, uh, I think I think it will win. And why not win this race? Is the pot's okay? It's on a decent card. Yeah, I think I think they'll never go. Maybe it's gone at the game, Jamie. But I know you you and me both like to follow horses for a long time. <laughs> And a bold plan. I'm finally coming around to it. I was never on this path. Oh, really? Oh, geez. We've well, saved yourself a few quid. It's been fucking painful. But um... <laughs> yeah, but now's the time. I'm only going. I'm only going to the wedding. I didn't. I, didn't, I missed the stag and all that stuff. Um, the the other the other point I would make for for bold plan is that he'd need to win this to get into uh, Cheltenham handicaps, uh, which I think is always a good sign for an Evan Williams horse. Uh, you you want to you want to know that they're motivated, shall we say? Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah. Oh, go on yeah. then, go on then, Dino. Ball plan. Here, yes. here we go. Double yes. figures as well. Pod- Double figures. Podcast charge. Podcast charge. I did have. I did worry that someone might fancy that Dr. Parnassus, who was a bit of a talking horse a while back. Uh, they did run well in uh, in Vauban's uh, Triumph, of course, and uh, that'll obviously come good at some point. Hopefully not this weekend, because I'll be on the bold plan. There's one more race on the scoop six. I did want to throw into the mix. I'm a big fan of Joe Tizard's uh, non-stop. Uh, he's only four taken on the elders in a handicap hurdle there at work. Did you have a fancy in there, Jamie? Uh, where where are we now? Sorry, three forty eight at work is the I think the final race of the scoop six. You'd think um, you'd think this is my job, right? But uh... <laughs> yeah, but the, you can blame the host here. I just threw a name of a horse. Uh, yet, so no. if you didn't know the edge. <laughs> um, this uh, th- th- this harter Dudary. If he's not going to win today, he's not ever going to win. Um, mm. So um, he he. Uh, I mean, you said there are a lot of horses coming into this race in decent form, um, so it's not as it's not a penalty kick that uh, it might look. But um, that's a good contest, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But he he'd be my idea of the winner. Um, the basically the one that I think would make most sense in in hindsight. You know, you might look at this in in a few few rounds time and go, Jesus, you got in here of one seventeen. That was quite a mark, but um, it's not with the graces of confidence, shall we say? Yep, that's fair enough. Um, I'm keen on non-stop. Darren, did you have a fancy? Again, not not especially Dean, to be honest. I'll be telling you a lie if I was trying to make one up. I, I did nothing really jumped out off the page at me here either. That's totally fine. In the TV races, right? I was hoping we could at least dedicate fifteen to twenty minutes about Galahad Quest and the one thirty at Warwick. But um we can't because he's now a non-runner. So stolen silver, knight in Dubai, Mackenberg, and Messi Dezobo will take that four-runner field uh, in the class two at Warwick to post. Unless anyone has a fancy in it, I was just gonna pose one more question to the two of you, which is um you know, is the John Bon Love Envoy uh, double at Warwick sensible betting, Darren? Uh, I wouldn't put you off. Uh, I really wouldn't. Um, I think, funnily enough, at the prices, obviously John Bon is two to nine ish. Uh, she's four to seven. I think at last check, I could get that wrong. Uh, no, yeah, right. four to seven is thirteen. I think she's a she's a whacking bet at that price. Personally speaking, uh, what you're going to get beat now? But Jesus, I wouldn't like to be laying that price about her. Um, to go and win that race tomorrow. Whereas, if there was a gun put to my head, I wouldn't have any opposition to laying Jambon at fives on just for the crack. But uh, I Fair wouldn't enough. like to lay her at the price. And, and I think I think you're going to get a, a fairly solid amount of money rolling onto the double. So yeah, I uh, I wouldn't put you off that at all. 
Sure. Um, do you know, I, I looked at the John Bomb race just with the hope that anti-post slips for everyone out going into the bin after that, because only disaster could spell uh, a defeat there for me. And the market says the same. And uh, Love Envoy you know, just continues to roll up the improvement socks and is doing very well. Jamie, I mean, they're two, they're two fascinating horses to look at this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, if you're laying John Bomb at, you know, fours on, you basically just got the, the fences running for you, don't you? Um, it does feel that way. Yeah, yeah. but. Yeah. But I do, I do agree, you know, probably place land for the crack. You know, place land that <laughs> actually, no, it's only four, run, four runners. Place laying is, is win laying it. Yeah. Well done, Benson. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, the, 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 the one that I thought was interesting, you are right that Love Envoy should win that in a hat canter. But um, but Sky Ace, I thought was was interesting um, coming back uh, over hurdles, having had a brief uh, spell over fences, where she, well, she wasn't disgraced, but it didn't look at game now. But um, yeah, you know she she's rated yeah what was she rated one three nine uh, one three I think one three seven in the UK she's been given one three nine in Ireland uh, she's in receipt of of four pounds from Love Envoy uh, you know that puts her only a few pounds off if, if returning to form she won a Grade One as a novice yeah she's a she's a proper horse um, definitely and, and it's it, great to see her back yeah I mean I, exactly, I couldn't agree anymore she has formed with a, a, a horse that I know well in Politess, who's trained by Lorna Fowler. Um, mm. And, you know, she's, she's a good horse, a good mare as well. So I, I think at 25 to 1, she's been overlooked um, and would be my idea of a, of a sort of each way outsider. They'll be teeing that up for a trip to the festival, of course, in those colours um, and for the Sharks. So that'll be nice to see a, a big run back from that eight-year-old back on the track. Um, but many eyes will be on that Bonvoy. And, of course, John Bon. All right, I, I, you know what? I mean, we've got the play spot done. Um, that perm is obviously there. We've also spun through some of the other races. Uh, best bet of the weekend, chaps. I, I have to hit you for it. I, we've, we've mentioned quite a few horses. Darren, why don't you give me your one to go to war with? Uh, I, I'm going to side up Master Chewy. Um, again, I, I've gone to the well with him three times this season already. Uh, it'd be an office in not to go for it. And I'm, not, I, I'm going to be really, really disappointed if he doesn't hit the frame here tomorrow. So Master Chewy for me and the bet for Hurdle. Fair enough, Jamie. Uh, because I have a death wish, I'm going for a Dennis Hogan horse in the 105 at Nace. Uh, oh, wow. Four-year-old hurdle uh, called Al Muhit. Uh, he he was rated 92 on the flat for Gordon Elliott. Uh, for Gordon Elliott. For, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, for, um, for John Goldston. And um, he he's since been bought by Justin Carthy, who owned Band of Outlaws. Now, Band of yep. Outlaws won this race. Uh, Band of Outlaws was a 93-rated flat horse, won this race. Um, and then went on to win the Boodles. And I think the plan could be similar here. Almu has had three quite enough spins over hurdles. He's rated 114. He needs to win this to go up uh, to get into the Boodles, which you'd imagine will probably have about a 123, four uh, floor to yeah. it. Um, especially with quite a few horses probably going here. You know, when you, when you hear the likes of um, Comfort Zone, they're probably more likely to go for the Boodles than not. It gives you an idea that the... The, the marks will probably be a bit higher than they have been in previous years. So he'll need to win this. Yep. Uh, and I think he will. And then go on to run the Boodles. Run one of the Boodles. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. I, I was going to take Darren on um, in uh, Bet for Hurdle, but that would just be mean. I do like... Um... I do like his pick there, Master Chewy. I'm on here, Care Allen, of course, and I'll probably spread a few other bits around. But, you know, in the, in the in the vein of where Jamie went with trying to find one that's going on uh, to a Cheltenham target, 
uh, you know, Mr. Coffee is, is where I'm going to go, especially as I've got so much stick for it. So I'm, I'm rowing in with Mr. Coffee, going to get that win on the board and all roads lead to National Hunt Chase, where I'm not saying he's going to win that, but he's a fantastic bet. Uh, to be in the money under Derek O'Connor. That's what's going to happen. All right, lads, thanks very I'll give much. give you one more um, for before we log off. Just one more. You can, of course. Yeah. The bumper in Nace tomorrow evening. Uh, it's the last race, the 4.35. You could do a lot worse than to have a few quid each way on Ganderstown for Noel Mead. That's all I'd say. <laughs> okay, oh Nace tomorrow, 4.35. Yeah. Uh, inside info, I'm guessing, here for Ganderstown. No such thing. Uh, no such thing. No such thing. No, no such thing, yeah. It's breeding. Yeah. It's, 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 it's breeding alone that I just I, I couldn't it's get It's all on your size stats, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's where it comes from. Yeah, Noel Mead. And, uh, well, the jockey name will put a few people into it. Of course, a, a young Pat Taft claiming seven. That's what you like to see on Ganderstown. Okay. Uh, thanks very much for that, chaps. Um, I've been Dean Ryan. That was Jamie Benson, of course, on the tote. Darren Hughes uh, stepping in for the, the uh, well, pretending to work there, Nolan. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you very much. Best of luck if you get involved this weekend. You're listening to The Race Hour, proudly brought to you in association with the tote. Check out the tote this jump season and find out what you've been missing. <laughs>